Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. Kingdom Authority. Power Kingdom Authority. Yes, this is your time. This is your time. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Danska Jones-Morris. It's a pleasure to be here with you, you, and you. Today is, I believe, I thought it was the 14th of 2018. Is that right? We're already 14 days in. Um, What a blessing it is to be here on this evening with you, and we have a great show for you tonight, Um, some great word, prayer, we're going to come together, and we're still going to bless the Lord through this broadcast. I'm excited to have you come on. It is about you taking authority in your territory, isn't it? And we want to make sure that you have the right biblical and kingdom principles in order to operate in your territory as God has given you the grace and the gifts to function in. It's a great day to pick up your mantle and walk in your territory. I'm going to tell you, there is definitely, and I keep hearing it, and God gave it to me last month, there is definitely an open heaven, and if you just embrace it, we can walk in this together. I want you to operate in your giftings, in what God has given you, so that you can take authority in your territory. Uh, Let's start off real quick with the quote, and I'm going to be praying um, quite a bit today so we won't um, enter into prayer because I want to be praying for something specific. Today's topic is about street power and showing love. have a quote for you today this wonderful Martin Luther King Jr. weekend as we get ready to celebrate um, his birthday and what he has done in the civil rights movement. He says this, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. Did you hear that? Martin Luther King Jr., wonderful quote. I have decided he made a choice to stick with love because hate is too great a burden to bear. I want you to understand hate has to do do with hostility, and hostility brews, um, comes from anger, and it brews war. And so thus the things that we are dealing with in these great United States of America. Because of hatred on whatever, anger inside, hostility, and guess what? It creates war. But we create war as Christians. We create war in the spiritual realm, don't we? And we can operate in love. Not only that, we can operate under a mantle of um, interceding on our behalf, on people's behalf. And we want to talk about that on tonight. We want to intercede on behalf of those 
who don't even know how to intercede, who don't know that they need interceding, who don't even understand what's going on, who may be um, um, brainwashed a certain way and don't understand. This is a warfare time. This is war fair time, and we want to do this appropriately and and go ahead and access into this great open heaven what God has afforded us in order to take authority because guess what? We do not have to worry about this time. We've seen this before, and I'm not talking about just, just us, people that are here, but this has happened in history before. If you follow the word of God, this is not new to the body of Christ. This is not new to the body of Christ. We have been here before, even if you weren't here before. It has already happened. And so guess what? We have authority in the name of Jesus. So don't sit back and just relax too much and say, oh, woe is me, woe is us. Oh, the devil is alive. There is an open heaven and we have to walk into it. But we have to walk into it not for just ourselves, but we have to walk into it for the body of Christ and for those who do not even know how to gain access. It is our great, it's a great opportunity to share what we know to be true and what we know to, to that works. And so we're going to access that today. Listen, people of God, I want you to turn to Psalm 12. Psalm 12, I'm not sure why this is the one God dropped into my spirit, but Psalm 12, I want to read this from the New King James Version. I want to read this from the New King James Version. We are at war, people of God, and we're going to gain some power, street power. We're going to get some street cred in a little bit, but we're going to get some street power that will know how to operate in these streets. You hear what I'm saying? So don't go all don't go all cold on me right now. I need you to be hot. I don't need you to be lukewarm. We don't want Jesus. We don't want God spitting us out. We want to be on fire, on fire for him, even in the wintertime. What a mighty God we serve. Listen, Psalm 12, New King James Version. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. Did you hear that? Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. This is David talking. You know David can talk. For the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. Oh, my. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, just talking, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. They were on one side one day, on the other another day, just talking any kind of way. They don't know what to choose, how to choose, just double-minded. Verse 3, may the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things who have said with our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Oh, they got puffed up. We've seen this before, y'all. I'm telling y'all, for the oppression of the poor, for the signing of the the sign sign of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which yearns. We want God to rise up. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl on every side. When vileness is exalted among the the sons of men, I want you to think about this, and I want you to know that there are people in the world, you're going to have to just face it. David had to deal with it. 
We're going to have to deal with it. Jesus had to deal with it. Paul had to deal with it. Abraham had to deal with it. Rebecca had to deal with it. Um, all these people had to deal with it. All the prophets, the minor prophets, the major prophets had to deal with people that spoke against God, that spoke in um in 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 I would say in air of God, but we do not have a God that airs. He has given us a power to operate in these streets, to operate in your family, to operate in your home, to operate in your church, to operate in your neighborhood, and take authority in your territory. I don't know what your territory is, but whatever territory the Lord has assigned to you, use the gifting order to allow God to rise up, and guess what? He will protect us. I don't want you to worry about it. He don't even want you to worry about it. It is our opportunity. This is a great time to show the world just what the church can and will do and what God has done, what Jesus has done in us. I can't wait for Easter Sunday because something's going to happen, and the powerful, the powerful topic for that Sunday is just going to blow people away. I cannot wait. But since he's already risen today, we have to know that we can rise up and operate, but we're going to operate with love. We're going to show people that hatred is not the way for us to go, and we'll talk about that today. I want to pray. I want to pray just a little bit about um, some things that we're going to talk about. Pray for the people of God. This is about us gaining the strength that we need, the knowledge that we need. We don't want to... We don't want to um, suffer because of a lack of knowledge. We don't, want, we don't want to perish because we don't have the understanding. And I cannot wait for my guest to come on and to break this down for us. She's got true street cred. I want you to understand that. And you'll understand what that means in just a little bit. But it's about operating in love, what I'm going to talk about for our streets. If we, as a body of Christ, take one family at a time, one street at a time, one household on our street at a time, one neighborhood at a time, one city, one, one community. If we take this one at a time because God has placed us in areas to operate in, then I tell you the truth. There is nothing, there is no one that can overcome when people come together. I want y'all to say together. I feel like a Psalm 67 um, praise right now just came up in my belly. Psalm 67. Uh, let me just pull that up. If you can turn there with me, Psalm 67, real quick, I want you to understand why this is so important to come together. And I, 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 I feel this right now, and I have to switch before I pray. And we're going to read this. Um, we're going to read this in the King James Version for those of you who like me reading in the New King James and the New Living um, Translation and, 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 and whatnot. And so um, um, I had to add the S on there, the whatnot. And so listen, Psalm 67, listen to this. L- listen to this, this plea, and then, and, then, and then hear the change and what happens when we come together. He says, 67, 67, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah that thy way, God's way, may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. 
Did you hear that? Saving health. You can, listen, if God has our health under control, it doesn't matter what health is with any health plan. I want you to understand God has protected and taken care of his people for centuries, for centuries. And so what? What is wrong with the four years? Oh, y'all not hearing me. I said if he's taking care of his people for centuries, if we do what God says, and you know, those who under Daniel fast, you'll understand there's a cleansing process that happens. If you do what God says and you do according to what he says, oh my God, I just that just hit me. If we are obedient to his will and his way, he will protect us and take care of us among all nations. Verse 3 of Psalm 67, let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously, hallelujah, and govern the nations upon earth. He is the great governor upon everything. He's king over the whole kingdom, the systems and everything. Okay, let the people praise thee, verse 5. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then, hear me when I say this, then shall the earth yield her increase higher, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. But if you're not as people, you can't say our own God. You can't be blessed in this if we're not together. There is a blessing. Let me finish reading this because I'm about to go into that. Verse 7 says, God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Oh, ain't nobody like our God. Let me tell you something. This is a season, open heaven, where God has, we have access to whatever we need and what we desire. We have got to tap into this, people of God, like no other time. God has opened it up for us, and yet, yes, we have to do exactly what he says in order to get access to it. But even if you didn't do it right, guess what? He, you, you can come to him and repent, and guess what? You, can, you have access to that right now, I'm telling you, he is a gracious God. He's merciful. And what he wants to do with this Psalm 67, I didn't know we were going to go here. He wants to bless us, not just our individual selves, but our whole families. He wants to bless our whole household. He wants to go up and down our streets. He wants to go into our neighborhoods. He wants to go into our districts, our counties, our cities, our states, our regions church after church, come together, people. He said, if we do this together, then shall the earth yield her increase. Oh, the earth is going to yield it to us. Oh, the earth is going to have to give it up to us. You must have, You may have planted in what you thought was bad ground, but when we come together, the earth is going to yield it to us because we did it together according to God's word. And when the earth can yield this increase, God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. This is not about us getting the glory, but it's about him. I denounce every person that's trying to get the glory in this season. Uh Uh-uh, not this season. God's going to get the glory 
out of this. Oh, I hear that song. He's going to get the glory out of this. Okay, all right, I didn't mean to go there, but the Lord just sent me there, and we're going to keep pushing. All right. I want us to come together, and God wants us to come together. It is so critical for this time, and we're going to get ready to pray and so we can bring on our wonderful guests. I took more time than I wanted to take. And so let's go ahead and pray um, um, just real briefly. I'm praying specifically that we will come together on our streets, in our neighborhoods, and pray for um, our our next-door neighbor, the neighbor that doesn't love us, the neighbor that looks at us crazy, the neighbor that that doesn't even want to say anything, the neighbor that's trouble. That's who we're going to pray for. We're going to pray for us so that we learn how to love. All right, let's go. Lord, we ask you for forgiveness for not loving where you have chosen us to be, Lord. We ask for forgiveness for our annoyance, our arrogance, and our ignorance, God. And we've been downright disobedient for not doing the things you have commanded and chosen us to do in our prospective places, in our homes, in our streets, our neighborhoods, our districts, communities, counties, our cities, our states, our regions, and even this nation. We now pray with a loving and a heart of repentance and obedience these things, Lord. Help us to speak only what words of life with no complaining nor negative connotation about where we live. Oh, God, teach us to love where we live, oh, God. Help us to and reveal your heart and will for our family and the street we live on, Lord. Help us to see their needs and hearts as you see them. Teach us, oh, God. Teach us, oh, God, my God. We pray for our communities, and we pray for opportunities to meet, greet, and to know our neighbors. Help us to have a smile on our face, God, to help brighten their day so that they see your love through us. Oh, my God. We pray for a burden on all of your people, Lord, Christians and churches, to show love and to pray for their neighbors, streets and neighborhoods. Help us to work together to share your love so that our neighbors may may have a life in all its fullness according to your word, God. Your word according to John 10.10, Lord Jesus. Teach us, oh, God. We now pray for every child in our street. We pray protection around them. We pray a fence around them as they go back and forth to school, work and play. We pray that they will honor their parents, that their days may be long upon the earth. We pray that they grow up and take care of their mothers and fathers and respect them as young children and adult children. This also goes for any step-parent or any adult who has played a role in their upbringing, God. We pray against child abuse, Lord Jesus, and any other abuse that may bring harm to children and in their presence, Father. We pray for children who were born with disease or birth defects and those who have paid them as children and have going through pain, Lord, and are suffering. We pray for them, Lord. We pray for parents that have to go to the suffering of watching their young children, their young child going through this, Lord. We pray for those living in fear and anxiety on our street, Lord, in our neighborhood, who are afraid of what will come and what will happen. We pray for those, Lord, who fear problems. We pray a spirit of encouragement and life with no fear. We pray, God, that they won't have fear of what is to come but that they will only reverence, they will have fear of you in the, and at the point of reverence, God, of who you are. 
Father, I pray that you replace fear with faith in the name of Jesus. We pray that our friends, family, and neighbors will hear words of encouragement and gain strength to encourage others. We pick up the mantle and pray for at least our five people and their households on our street, God, in our families, God. We take up our cross to follow you and share the good news with these five people and show them love in all we do. We call them out by name. We pray that these five people in their household, their household, their eyes will be wide open. We pray that the scales will fall off. We pray that they see you, Jesus. We pray that they see your love, your grace, and your mercy. Teach us, Lord, how to have a spirit of encouraging ourselves and others. Help us to have self-control. Help us to be kind. Help us to love everyone. Help us to choose love regardless of our you know, beliefs, feelings, and experiences. We pray that, that acts of kindness will become common in our streets and in our neighborhoods. Teach us what acts of kindness we can do this week and every week until we know, until people know that we are kind people. They know us to be kind. Teach us, oh God, Woo, hallelujah. We pray against peer pressure in the body of Christ, oh, God, pressure that keeps Christians from sharing the, the love of Christ Jesus. We rebuke pressure that causes us to think the worst when we show love to people on the streets, on the corners, and on, in the workplace, God. Help us to practice faith regardless of the situation and strong faith, God. We pray that Christians on our streets, neighborhoods, church, workplace, and family will, will pray more regularly and do this daily throughout the day. Teach us, oh, Lord Jesus, we pray for our neighbors who have come to America to escape horrific and tormenting situations. Help us to be generous towards those in need or to new immigrants living in our streets, on our streets, in our neighborhood. Help us not to fear, but to see them as you see them. We pray for harmony between faith groups and our neighborhoods, God. Oh, Lord Jesus. And, oh, God, improve our own attitude towards people of other cultures. Teach us, oh, God. Lord, help us to be the salt of the earth. My God, help us to be the salt of the earth. We want to season this world with your love so that we are sweet aroma to your nostrils. We want to lead a life that gets your attention and is attractive to you, God. (laughs) Yes, Lord. We welcome you into our homes, our streets. We welcome you into our neighborhoods, our community, our city, our church, congregations, our state, our region. And yes, even better, we welcome you into our hearts. Hallelujah. Teach us to be the salt of the earth, oh God. Father, help us to love the word of God, your word. Help us to love it so much that we desire to read your word every day. God, order our lives so that we have time to spend with you and show love to all around, to those all around us. Lord, give us opportunities to help the elderly in our neighborhood. Help us to help the sick in our neighborhood. Help help the desolate and the hungry in our neighborhood, God. Use us to help those who are the desperate, who are depressed, lonely, and 
who are hopeless, who are despondent, Lord. They can't respond to anything. They're lost. They're full of fear, and they're desperate for love. They're disillusioned, God. They're tormented by demons. Oh, God, we lay them at your feet. As we lay at your at your feet, Jesus' feet, Lord, it is in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that we ask all of these things. Oh, my God. We ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we declare that it is done as we walk it out by faith. Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done in Jesus' name. Oh, God, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you. We've got to pray, Lord. We've got to pray, people of God, for our neighbors. We got to pray for our enemies. We got to pray for our friends. We got to pray for those who we don't love, who we don't like. <laughs> oh God, in Jesus' name, I need to bring on my guests because I, I, I'm going forth in a way. I, I, I just, I just feel something getting ready to happen and happen through the woman of God. And I want you um, to just be. I'm praying for her because she has such a powerful ministry um, 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 in the neighborhood, in the community in Tucson, Arizona. And I want to bring on the Reverend, and I I said doctor um, um, on some email or something, the Reverend Donna Jackson Walker, who's going to come with us. And I'm telling you, she has much street cred. Um, um, Reverend Donna, you there? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm so Yes, I'm so so excited to have you on this evening. It's a um uh, you know, my heart is going out to people and the Lord has opened me up to love and I chose I choose to love. I chose and I choose to love regardless of the state that um um you know, how people treat me, I'm choosing to love them because hate is really too much of a burden. So I want you to just come in your own way, and then we'll do some dialogue near the end, same, you know. I want you to share um, just what the Lord has given you, and I, I yield the floor to you at this time. Bless the Lord. Um, good evening, Kingdom Authority. I just, again, my name is Donna Walker, and <clears throat> My service station, my gas station, is Rising Star Missionary Baptist Church, where Amos Lewis is my pastor. Um, There, I'm an intake minister for new members. I teach classes. I teach Sunday school. I teach the women. I um, do outreach, visit the hospitals, and do various things, whatever is needed at the church. But what God has blessed me to do, um, and I guess the reason I call it Rising Star, my service station or my gas station, is because that's where I get filled up. That's where I get gassed up. That's where I learn. That's where I get my teaching. I get all my information. And then I'm fine-tuned. I'm filled up. I'm prepared, and I'm ready to go out. And um, in that saying that, in I teach a class at uh, Church on the Street, which is a homeless shelter here in the city, I teach a 5 a.m. class every Friday morning. I've been there about five and a half, a little over five and a half years. And I believe that the reason I'm there is because of the Great Commission. The Bible tells us in Matthew 28, and I'm going to drop down to 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever that I have commanded you. And lo, I, I really like this part, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. When um, I was asked to come to uh, Church on the Street, actually they had been asking me to come for about a year, and I prayed about it, and finally God released me to come and begin to teach. And it was very different from where I, I was used to. I was used to church settings, very organized, very um, the etiquette, everybody knew the rules and regulations. When I got to uh, church on the street, things were very, very different, very, very different. Um, people ask me, uh, Sister Donna, what do you teach? I teach biblical studies and, and principles to everyday living because I believe that if you, you get this knowledge, you get this good news, but if you don't know how to apply it to your everyday living, it's in vain. Because I need to be able to work this thing. When I have a problem, I need to be able to take God's word and put it into action, put it into practice. To practice. Um, Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt believe in thy heart, God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So if I'm saved, but I still can't apply it to my life, I still have to live down here on this earth. And so I want to know how this gospel applies. And so when I went to Church on the Street, I have a very simple format. I have a title. I have a question. The title to help me keep me focused, a question so that I might be able to examine and we might be able to examine ourselves, and then a biblical text to bring it all together. And I think it was probably the second or third class that I'd ever taught, and I had a young lady come in. And what happens in the class, the first half of it, everyone answers the question, how it affects them. And when I got to this young lady, she said, let me tell you something. She said, I just got out of jail. She said, I don't like teachers, and I was on a stripper pole last night. What can your God do for me? And as I inhaled, my class came to my defense. They were like, you can't talk to her like that. You can't talk to her. I said, just a minute. Hold on. I got this. And I told her, and this is exactly what I said to her. I said, ain't nobody scared of you. I'm glad you're here. But ain't nobody scared of you. I'm so glad you're here. I said, between 5.30 and 6.30 a.m., I'm an anointed and appointed to teach this class. At 631, you can have it. I said, but between 530 and 630, I am here. I, nobody's scared of you, and I'm glad you're here. We went on with the class, and after the class, the lady came up to me, and she was sobbing. And she hugged me, and for probably about two minutes, she just cried on my shoulder. And then she whispered in my ear, she said, nobody has ever told me that they were glad I was here. Nobody. I said, I cannot imagine not one person in my life telling me that I mattered, that they actually cared that I was here. The Bible tells us that there are many things, but the greatest of them is love. You have to just love people. Now, sometimes people think just because you're saved, just because you're in ministry, 
just because you, you preach the gospel, you love the Lord, you go to church, that you have to be walked over. I can't do that because I'm going to be held accountable for that class, for those students, for the message that God has given me to give to them. Now, it's very different because we have people from all walks of life. Some have come from jail. Some have had money and failed and ended up there. Some people have been on drugs. There's been lots of different reasons that they come, but they're seeking one thing, and I believe that's love and transparency. Because sometimes we we walk around, and after we get saved, we, we forget where we've come from. And sometimes once we get our degrees and we get our homes and our families and, and, and we forget to look back, I had a, a couple of them students say, well, Sister Donna, you don't understand. You don't understand because we're from the south side and we don't understand. You, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't live over here. You don't know. And I said, baby, I came from the south side. I grew up in the Vistas. I get it. And I know that God has no respect of person. So over in Acts 10, 34, he tells us he has no respective person. So if he has no respective person, whatever he's done for me, he will do for you. I said, but what happens is sometimes even, even as Christians, we forget. We go and we, we start living these, what the world tells us is an awesome life. We've made it, and we forget to turn around. And I believe that if it wasn't for grace, there go I. Some, sometimes I look in the faces in my classroom, and I can see my nephews, I can see my nieces, I see my friends, I can see family members, I can see just people hurting, and I just want to give them. I said, when I, when I hear of a good deal, I want to share that thing. So when I heard about the good news of Jesus, a man that could just stop and get me out of my muck, get me out of my, my, my mess, and he could just bring me up. I wanted to share that with somebody. Now, I tell you, it's a little different on the street. It's on, sometimes people have been in jail, and they have nothing to do but read the Bible. So some of them are coming at you. They know exactly, so they want to question you, and they want, they want to argue the gospel, and they want to try to find, find something wrong with it. I said, but I tell you, the Bible speaks for itself, so I'm not going to get into a match, but I can tell you what he's done for me. And I can tell you how he picked me up and turned me around. And I, I can just tell him right now, if it was not for the love of God, I would not be up at 5.30 a.m. teaching a class on a Friday morning. That's just not in me. There's no good thing in me other than him. His love for me makes me love others. And we have to remember that when we're on the street because they know they can see that. There are people like this young lady. She's been out of the program probably for about, Three, three or four years now, but she still contacts me. And it was funny, even in the class, after she and I shared, the next week if somebody would talk, she'd be quiet. We have to listen. We have to catch this. But she still calls and emails me and asks me for the question of the day, the title, the biblical text. So I know that God can change things. She's working. She's doing well now. God can take someone that was in jail. And some of us is not just a physical jail. Some of us are jailed in our minds. And he can take that and turn this thing around and set us free. But what happens is we have to be careful. We have to be careful that we don't get so beside ourselves that when we see someone that doesn't look like us, doesn't dress like us, they don't have the same degrees, they might not even live on our side of town, that we don't want to share the gospel with them. We don't want to say hi. We don't, want to, we don't even want to speak. And, and, and sometimes people just need you to say hello, good morning, 
open the door and let them pass. But we have to be very, very careful that we don't just think, because we've arrived, that nobody else needs it or we don't have to go back. I think that's why I love Church on Street. I, I teach a lot of classes, but I love, love, love that class. And it also taught me that you only have so much time to spend. When you're teaching in church, uh, sometimes you, you're, you have the same group of people. You come back and you say, oh, well, last week we studied this thing, and, and so we're going to build upon this. When I'm teaching at church on the street, there are some people that I may never see again. So I had to learn to close the loop. I had to tell them about Jesus. I have to tell them that they matter. I have to tell them that we care and they can make it because I may not ever see them again. I had to make sure that every minute in that hour that it counts. Whenever you're spending time, you're, you're walking, even in the store, when you're saying good morning to somebody, say it with conviction, say it, say it with power. Let them know that they matter because you never know. You may never see that person again. And then you have to understand, too, that sometimes your flesh is going to get in there. You're going to get weak. I had a, there were times that I've gone to class, and I just didn't feel like going. I didn't think I had a word for the people, but I knew that God had called me. And I was like, Lord, if you send me, I'll go. And when I get there, you're going to have to say something. And so I had to learn to just lean and depend on him. And we have to make sure that we're going wherever we go that God sends us because there's some stuff out there. Now, I told you about the young lady that she accepted my correction. There's been times when we've had some, we've had some tough, tough cases in there. And I know there was one time I thought I was talking to Legion, I think, because that lady was out of control and had been on some drugs and, and some things, and we actually had to have her taken away. And I had to realize that even in that, God is still in the midst, because the word says that he would never leave me nor forsake me. So I had to understand that even I'm not in the best part of town, it's not the best building, not the best facility, God is still in the midst. He's still right there, and he just keeps on loving me, and he protects me, and he gives me a word that I might be able to share. And I just want to encourage somebody to just share the gospel. Not everybody is going to come to your church at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning or to your 9 o'clock Sunday school class and get the gospel. Not everybody is going to do that. I'll tell you that right now. But the Bible says for you to go. In order for us to go, we have to be prayed up. We have to, we have to study so that we can show ourselves the proof. We have to know the word. We have to know. And we actually have to believe. We have to believe in what we're going to share. I, I, I was a marketing major, and, and I tell you, if you, I can sell anything if I believe in it. And I'm telling you, if you just love the Lord, and if you do, if you really love and you really believe, if you've been tried in the fire and you've come out <laughs> not smelling like smoke, you come out, you're still standing, you can tell somebody. Now, I don't know what he's done for you, but I can tell you what he's done for me. People want to hear that. People want to know that you've gone through something and you're still standing. You've gone through something and God is still right there. He's still in the midst. And there's sometimes that I have some of the circumstances that people have been in I've never even heard of. But I still know because he was faithful to me 
that he would be faithful and he would carry them. And, and I, had, I had a young lady tell me something one time. She said, she said, I don't believe. She said, but I believe you believe, so I just don't trust him. And I said, you have to be that convincing that even if they're not sure, just based on how sure you are about this thing, that they want to at least try it. And I'm going to tell you, when you love people, it shows. They know it. They know if you come in in your faith. If you're just coming in here to do something, or are you coming in because you love God and you love the people and the kingdom of God? They know it, and they can feel it, because I can. There are some times that you come in there, I go in that classroom, and, and, and I'm like, Lord, I know they don't want to hear me today because they serve breakfast right after me. I said, they just probably want to eat and go on. But when they begin to start participating and they begin to share and they begin to testify. And sometimes I think that I'm supposed to be there for them, but their testimonies, they encourage me. So just step out, and we have to step out of our comfort zone. Because I tell you, homeless shelter, that was not my comfort zone. I had been in the church for so long, I was accustomed to that. And I was loved teaching in church, and I still do. But this was very, very different, very different, and very real. And, and, and people would just share, they would share some things that you only heard on TV, and people were actually living this thing out. We, we prayed for people that were facing life and got out with probation. God can turn some things around. He can turn some things around. I have had students that actually have gone to jail, got out, come back, and say, that's exactly what I needed because God had to get my attention. And everything that you said in this class came to me when I was in jail. Now, I wasn't in the jail, but they remembered what the class. I was like, thank you, God, for giving me a platform to be able to share your love with the people, with your people. I'm so excited about just being able to be on the street, to be able to talk to people, to meet new people. The Bible says if you want a friend, you have to show yourself friendly, to meet people. I meet people from all over. There, sometimes I was like, well, how in the world did they get here? I ha- I've had students from Africa. I've had from New York, from California, you name it. They've been in my little bitty class on the south side of Tucson. But we were able to come together on one accord because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because of his love. And and, and I just believe that if we try, just step out. And it can be something small. If you just come up and you see somebody on the street and you just speak, you acknowledge them. Ask them their name. And if you see them again, remember it. Remember it. That changes. Your words they change things. We know that there's life and death in the tongue. And so we have, to, we have to build on that thing. We have to really, really build on that thing. We have to let people know that they matter, that we love them, but God loves them best. And this is what he can do if you just allow it. There are some things in your life that God wants to change. There are some things in the atmosphere that he wants to just set in your, in your, in your pathway but we need to make sure that we're out feeding his sheep. If it's, if it's physical food, if, if it's the gospel, if it's giving them regular water, if it's giving the living water, whatever it is, whatever he's putting on your heart. But we have to be connected to him to know that. Because I wouldn't just step out on the street if I'm not prayed up. 
if he hasn't told me. So I want to be so connected to God that I know this is where I want to be. If God tells me to turn around and go talk to that person, I'm going to do it. And I, they may not look. He might be kind of scary looking, <laughs> might be stinky, might be dirty, <laughs> might be just doggone mean. But if God has spoken to your heart and told you to do it, step out, and I'm just convinced that he will do like he's done for me. He will open up doors. He will open up windows, and he will pour out blessings that you can't even understand. It, it, it will just blow your mind. And the things that I learned, I, I tell my students all the time, I said, boy, if I hear something good, I'm going to write it down, and you're going to hear this again. I said, because some of my best stuff is not on my paper. I learned it right in that class. The Holy Spirit will drop something in that class, and we just learn about it, and we're able to take that and just, just love on it and then be able to share it with somebody else. I just believe that the streets are where people are. I'm not saying don't go to your church. I'm not saying that. You need to be in a filling station. You need to be in a gas station. You need to be under some good teaching. I would call it a sin to sit under all the anointing teaching that's going on at my church, all the 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 teaching all the praise and all the love that I sit under at Rising Star and even at any of the churches that you attend and not be able to take that and share it. I think it's a sin. I believe that it's a sin for you to get all this knowledge, all this this love and this anointing and this information and not share it. And that's what happens when you hit the street. When I go to church on the street, when I go to the parks, when I go to the hospital, when I go on my job and I love somebody, I love them simply because God loved me and trusted me enough to. When he's done that, but if I hold on to it, I think I'm out of order. I believe that. I believe that if God anointed me to teach this gospel and I only teach it to those who come, on Sunday morning, I believe that's a sin. I need to be able to share this thing everywhere I go. Go ye there for. Go ye there for. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm sitting here, I was just trying to be quiet as much as possible so you can get that word out. I, let me tell you, people of God, I'm in agreement with um, the fact that I feel like it is a sin if we don't share it. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and just say that. It is so critical because anything we don't do according to what God has commanded us to do, it is flat out against God, which is a sin. And so since he's told us to go there for, I have some questions for you because, um, Reverend Donna, there is so much that I got out of that, and I've been trying to jot down as much as possible and keep up at the same time. There was a few things that you said that, that stand out. And I, and I want to help the people of God and those who may be, um, you know, thinking about doing such a thing, and they're just not sure. So you stated that 
we have to believe. You stated that people want to know that we've gone through something, but outside of this, what kind of mindset is needed for those who want to venture into sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'm just going to say, just to be honest, we've Mm -hmm. all made mistakes. And, and, and it's funny because I tell them all the time One of, in my opening, one of the things that I do share is that this is a no condemnation zone because we've yes. all done things. Because if we run, if we run a video of my life, I tell them all the time, y'all might not let me teach. What? With so <laughs> him, anybody. I, that's why I tell them. I said I keep it real because I know. Like the kids say, I keep it 100. I tell, I make mistakes. I lose my temper. I lose my cool sometimes. Right. I'm not always. I pray, and I want you to meet the evangelist. I do. I really do. I really do. But then some days, I just don't wake up feeling like evangelist Donna Walk. What you say? Sometimes what you say? So I, 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 a lot of times, I just don't come out. Until I've been praying and I, I've been in my, 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 my sanctuary for a while so I can get it together. I'm like, Lord, work on me. I don't want nobody to run into Donna Rochelle. I don't want nobody <laughs> just to run into Donna Rochelle and I haven't been prayed up. But what happens, once I say that, then they say, well, you know, I have a temper too. I didn't think I could be saved and have a temper. I didn't think I could be saved because I messed up. I didn't think I could go to heaven because I'm jacked up. Whoa, or mm. I've had so many of them come and say, ah, I would come, but I got to get it together. I say, baby, you can't get it together. You got to bring it like right. it is and let God work on it. What? So I say <laughs> to be transparent. That, 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 that would be huge, just to be honest. And if, especially when we're dealing with young people, because a lot of things, a lot of times they think that we haven't been through some things, so they don't, they don't think we can understand it. Said, oh, well, Mom, you, you, you don't understand. I got bills. I got, yeah, you think I didn't start out in this house. I lived in a one-bedroom apartment. Uh, I had a TV I used to hit, have to hit the top of it, and I had some foil on the, the bunny ears. I, I don't want nobody to know what that is, but <laughs> y'all catch that later. But I said, I've been there. But I know through the grace of God that you can move on. So I would say transparency. So people need to know that we're real. They need to know that we've yeah. gone through, and you're right, that we're on the other side of this or and or we're going through it sometimes. People need to see yes, that yes, how yes. we can go through it. I, I I'm with you on that. I, I feel like we've we've done a poor job of that in the past in the past and we're coming to the point where we're showing we have struggled. If Jesus wept throughout it, you know, Ellen Come on things and he allowed the people to see that, then and there's a there's a there's a Hebrewic um understanding of that, but for us in America, he wept in the way that he showed us human side in going through things. We're going to go through it, but it's how we go through it. That's so, I'm not trying to get on that because I have more questions for you. I'm so sorry. Um, so <laughs> that's all I'm trying to be transparent. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, tru- I, I just truly believe, I truly believe that. I truly believe that, that we just have to just, Keep it real. We have to be able to. And 
And what it does is that it frees it because once I tell you that I've made a mistake, once I tell you that I've had I've had issues, once I've told you that, you can't even hold that thing against me because it's out there. What you say. I'm set free. What you say. I'm set free. I'm set free. I'm set free. And you, what's so important? Oh my goodness, you just said something. What I have noticed over the years, a lot of us, and this is not bashing. I want to bring to light of this. The reason why so many of us in that are 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 fellow yoke men, yoke women in the gospel. The reason why we struggle so much is because we're trying to be. Um, we're not transparent enough to be able to let go of some things that people know that we are human. And as a result of that, we take on stuff and burdens we don't need to take on and where we can just free ourselves, you know, of people, of their belief systems, instead of being transparent and saying, you know, I did, I made a mistake. I can honor someone better that is willing to say I messed up. I can I, I can serve you better because then I understand you have a heart of repentance. It's those who denounce and who deny what they really are or have done. And we can I'm telling you people people in the street know we done messed up, but we ain't admitting it. And so we're trying to we're we got this facade going on in the body of Christ when the people know already. And so we wonder why they don't want to come because we lying. <laughs> That's huge. I, I was laughing. Um, they had a we had a young lady that said that she would come to church, but she didn't have any clo- uh, church clothes, and she had gone to a church, and she could hear the women wh- whispering about her and saying her skirt was short and um, and going on. And then she said something, and it tickled me, but it was true. She said they just mad because they can't fit in it no more. In the in the short, and I said, see, I said that's real. Sometimes we forget where we've come from. We used to wear that short stuff. We used to drop it like it was hot. But see, now some of us we can't drop it. If we drop it, we can't get back up. But so now we want to talk about those that are instead of just loving them in. We love on them so much. Get them here. Love them so much. And it's pretty hard, hard to just talk about people that you just really love. If we start loving you, then then her dress might get longer. Or let me help somebody. Why don't we get her a longer skirt? Oh, what you say? I don't we help her. <laughs> but sometimes we forget oh, that, and that's why I said how easily we forget. And I tell people all the time, if it were not for grace, there go I. If somebody hadn't talked to me, if somebody hadn't taught me, I could be easily me. They, I was I was teaching a class one time, and I had this young lady that kept looking at me and looking at me, and but she looked she looked familiar, but then not. And when I got around to her name, she caught when she began to speak. I had gone to school with her. She and I had grew up in the same neighborhood. Our parents lived by each other in the same neighborhood because we took different paths. I, I, I could have easily been her in this class. And so there was no there was no ooh, what happened to you, girl? I was like, girl, I'm glad you're here. I am so glad you're here. I'm loving you. Get up here and give me a hug. I stopped class to hug her and to love on her. And they started to clap and just to be kind to her. See, sometimes people just have to know that you care. Lord Jesus, yes. Mm. Lord Jesus, That's Lord Jesus, and you said something like that. You said that 
you had to make sure you told that person that they matter because you may never see them again. We have to be intentional and loving. So what are some other things um, spiritually and practically that we can do to be intentional in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and showing acts of kindness? What are some of those things? I I know um, I, I make it a practice even even at my church when we um, when we have we have a kind of like a little meet and greet um, because at our church we, everybody needs a, a look a word and a touch and so we get up and we hug and you know we usually talk to our friends and stuff but I try to seek out those that are brand new those that are visiting yeah. and stuff because yeah. I'm sure and stuff and even. Even at church on the street, when when somebody new comes in, and like I said, I have some people that are there regularly, have been with me a couple of years now, but then there's a turnover, you know, there's an influx of people that come in that, you know, might be here today, gone, next, by the next Friday, they're gone. But I want to make sure, like, I, I, I ask them their name. When they, when they answer the question in my class, I, tell me your name. And it's not just because... I just do it as a protocol. I want to learn their name because when I speak to them again, I want to call them by name. How important do you see when somebody just simply remembers your name? When somebody comes back and says, hey, I love it when I go to a store and they say, hey, Miss Donna, how you doing? I'm like, wait a minute. I'm that important that she remembered me. It might be that I've gone to the store too much, but I'm just saying for her to remember <laughs> me, that makes a difference in my world. Yeah. To just wow. take the time. And even when I go through the store, I said, I will go through, and I, when somebody's talking to me or even at the store, I said, what's your name, sweetie? I want to know their name because they count. They matter. When you're talking to somebody, don't just start talking and giving them scriptures. What's their name? You ask them their name, you give them your name. That's important. Be intentional about that. And even when, when somebody's sharing something, if they start, they begin to say, oh, I'm, I'm praying for my kids and stuff like that, I ask them, what's your kid's name? How many kids do you have? I literally write it down. Yeah. So then when I go back in yeah. the life, I'm, I'm lifting their kids' names up. I may never, ever see them again. But for that week, I've been praying for them, and I've been praying for their kids. I've been praying for whatever they're praying. I'm standing in agreement. The Bible says when two or three are gathered in his name, that he would be in the midst. I'm praying that where yeah. he is going to be in the midst of that situation. So I want to know. It. I want to know. Mm. What's going on? When you came on, when I came on before we started, you asked me how my granddaughter was. My granddaughter had got sick and we had to leave church. That was so mm-hmm. important to me that you just didn't get on here and start talking to me about what we were going to do. You asked me how my granddaughter was doing. That matters. That simple fact, that matters. That's intentional. That's important. Yes. It's definitely important and it's necessary for relationships. You know, it's necessary to show love. But when you love and you turn on that love switch in your heart and you allow God to 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 filter through all that stuff that, that, you know, you know, we have we've had some hate in our in our hearts and some stuff that's not right in our hearts and he's still working on us. But when you turn on that and choose to love you will choose to love that person and what they go through. And that is I so it. critical. You you said something early. You said you related you related to people, you said you see them as your, your nephew, your nieces, maybe your sister or brother. You know, you said that in from the class. 
So how can people, and I know we, we you know, we probably got to get going, but how can people get to this point to see others as their family? I, I don't know. I, I guess for me is that when you begin to speak with people and, and you just talk to them, we're all going through similar things. We've had deaths in our families. We've had uh-huh. crises. Everybody has somebody that is on drugs. We have somebody who who doesn't love themselves. Themselves. Somebody who we have, we have family members who think they're higher and better than others. So when I see different personalities, I can just see that there was a there was a young lady in my class, and I tell you this, I, I, I was I was telling my mom, I said this young lady should be on the cover of a big, beautiful magazine. She was just beautiful, and she was. 18 years old and had been on heroin for, ooh, since she was, I think, I believe it was 14. And I was like, 14. I have nieces that are 14. I was like, wow, this baby could have been my niece. And so we have to be really, really careful when we start pointing fingers. We have to be really, really careful when we start saying, ooh, well, that's not my family or that's not, because it could easily, easily be. If we really just look at it, just look through our families and look through our situations. So, so we portray one thing sometimes, but in our families, if we just really take a good look, we could probably mm. pick out people in that path, on that street. And all of us have that mean neighbor. We have that one, we have true. that gossipy uncle. We have that gossipy auntie. We have we we have that one that will cuss you out in a minute. Some we have some that will cut what? your ear off. You know. Yeah. So I'm saying. So that's when I see somebody like that, I was like, whoa. And that's why I have to begin. I have to make sure that I'm prayed up because I want. That's how I want to greet them, and I want. And I want to forgive their actions because I know that it's what's dwelling within them. And sometimes, in most cases that I've run into, it's because something else is bothering them. Something else is bothering them. It's just like when you have a sticker in your shoe and you walk in funny. It's not just. The foot, it's not just the ground. It's what's in there. It's what's in your shoe. There's something behind that. They ha- there's a class I teach on a glacier. You see the top of it, but if you go underneath, there's some stuff. Sometimes people are going through some stuff, and the only way they can get through it is to act out and lash out. That's why we have to be willing to forgive. Wow. Sometimes we have yes. to be willing to just let them go forth. That's real. Yes. We don't know yes, what they've gone through. And like I said, when I ask those questions in my class, sometimes some things come out that just blow my mind. And I have to keep teaching because I'll be like, Lord, I don't even know what this is. I don't even know. I, I, I've never even experienced i never even heard of this. But this stuff is so real. And so that's why I say that I can see my, my, my uncles and my aunts and my niece, my nephew, my children. I can see. And I just want to love them like I love my family. My Lord, my Lord. And if, you know what? I think it's because you chose to love. And it's very evident. You've always had an infectious, as far as I could see, an infectious um, um, personality. I, it's like you're, you draw people in, and you, you just draw people in. <laughs> so you do good without Bless even opening up your mouth for the most part, you know. I, I was, you. it's just you exude confidence 
you um and and the love of God and it, I I believe that is because. You chose to be a certain way. You may not feel like it all the time. You may not want to do it. You may even act out crazy. I mean, but there's something that illuminates from you, and I know it's the love of Jesus Christ. And as a result of that, and so here now, here I am. I'm going to build you up here. Um, so as a result of that, God allowed us, allowed you to have a church on the street to allow you to be able to talk with different people, but at the same time, the enemy, I, I hear you guys, the enemy does not want you to do, be so, so um, take authority in your territory, so as a result, he keeps putting these little things in the way, things, you know, people passing, things, I mean, sickness, things, I mean, disturbances, distractions, and so what you have demonstrated, which you don't realize, to the world is that you know how to go through with Jesus Christ, go through the storm, go through the test, keep pushing, be consistent regardless of what you have gone through. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't fall, and I hear you, God, but it does mean that God can count on you. And as a result of that, he will continue to open up doors. He will continue to open up avenues. He will continue to bless you in such an intricate way, an intimate way, because of your consistency. It is, it's, not that, it's not that you're always right, but you're consistent. And he blesses those who are faithful, consistent, faithful to what he says. I feel you, God, on that for, for her. I feel you, oh, God. And so um, just there, open heavens. Open heaven for you, for you. I see God opening, not doors. I'm talking about doors are great, but when he said, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, I see those kinds yep. of windows opening for you, for you. And because of your, and hear me on this, and it's because of your faithfulness to leadership. I'm telling you, God saw you. Ah, I'm He saw you through tough times when people dropped out and when people dropped in, dropped out, said something, said didn't say that. He saw your faithfulness. He saw your faithfulness. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm, help me, Lord Jesus. We need to get on track, but I, I need to get on track. <laughs> Woo. I, I I would like to just share this with you and and I and I and I receive I receive that in the name of Jesus I I uh, I just want whatever He has for me I do definitely but I want to tell you that that it, it is God's grace that will keep and sustain us in times yes. like those times like these I should say um, I had shared with my class on today I on Friday I on the job that I do I do a lot of intake. And I have to do some connection, connecting resources to people. And I had so many people, and I didn't have enough resources within myself. And I remember, I remember telling myself, I stood in my office and I looked around and I was like, Lord, I don't have enough. And so I said, I said, well, I said, I'm, this is my last day. I'm done. I said, I'm going to go to the house. I'm, I'm already retired off one job. I'm going to go home. I can't help anybody. I'm done. I'm done, done, done. Shoulders were down, downcast, walking out. I was walking out the door. As I was walking 
out the door. A lady was coming in the door, and she had a picture of me. And I had never seen this woman before, and she said that she was looking for me. And I said, she said she was looking for this lady, and I said, this is me. I am that, I am, I'm she. And she said, uh, she said, I came to help. And I, I just kind of got tickled at myself because what I was Lord, trying to do in my own strength, God sent me a reminder in this lady that you can't do it on your own. He's right there. And so even when you're getting ready to go on the street, when you're going to go out in your community, even when you're going to go next door, you don't have to be afraid because he's going to be there. If he sends you, he's going to provide what you need. And sometimes what you need is simply a reminder that you can't (laughs) do it by yourself. That's what he said for me. So when you get ready to talk to somebody, somebody might say, well, I don't talk a lot. I, I, I'm shy. Just open your mouth. God will right. give you what it is right. he wants you to say. And, and, and I just say that because I just want people to know, I get tired too. Sometimes I think I'm not doing enough. And then sometimes God will just show this little flicker, and he will get me right back on track. And I think if he does it for me, I keep going back to Acts 10. He said there's, he's no respective person. If he'll do it, he'll do it for each one of us. I just believe that today. I'm just that convinced that God will do that for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's grace is sufficient. You know, um, yeah. his grace is sufficient. I am so happy to have you on tonight. We're talking about, I'm telling you, this lady has some street cred, y'all, street cred. God has granted her and graced her to be able to operate in the and take authority in the territory he's afforded her because he has gifted her and graced her. And it's because of God's grace and mercy that we can also operate in our territory that God allows us to have. It is high time. It is high time for us to use the gifts that God has given us, the gift, the grace to do things in such a supernatural way, meaning that it just becomes easy for us to do it because he has graced us to do it. And he'll give you the love and the um, sustainability to be steadfast and immovable in that thing so that you are you are operating with the authority that God has given you. Now, listen, you can't do this without without God. You can't do this without reading his word. You can't do this without praying with him. This is this is literally um <laughs> this is literally impossible without God. But all things are possible with Jesus Christ, our Savior. And so we want you to know it is such a blessing to have you on tonight. I want um you Donna just to pray, um, Minister Donna to pray with the people of God in regards to what you shared. And it is time to share the gospel. But the ways that you taught it were so specific and so and so easy. So can you just pray tonight for for us to be able to share the gospel? Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, Lord. First of all, just acknowledging you because you are truly the great I am. Lord, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the reason that we move. We even have our very being. It's simply because of you. 
Father God, I'm asking that you just come right now and forgive us for anything right now that we've done that was not like you, Lord. Anything that we've even thought. Lord, if we thought it and it wasn't like you, Lord, we're asking for forgiveness right now. Lord, because we want a word to get to you, Lord. We're asking that you allow us to take what you poured into us, what you've given us, what you've shared with us to be able to share with somebody. Lord, let us not be afraid of people that are different, people that don't have, people that don't look like us, that don't smell like us, that don't sound like us. Father God, I'm asking that we be able to be an encouragement to them, to be a beacon, Lord, to be a light. Because, see, I just believe that there's somebody down in the valley, Lord, that if only, if only, God, if we would just reach back, if we would just reach down, Father God, that if we reach down, that they could get up, if we would just show them the love of Christ, if we would just tell them that we're glad they're here. If we would just tell them that somebody loved them, somebody went to Calvary just for them, that it doesn't matter where we come from. Lord, if we just tell somebody, it doesn't matter what we've done. Lord God. Because Lord the blood covers it all, Lord. If we tell somebody that, and if we Thank tell you. it with boldness, Lord, if we tell Hallelujah. it with conviction, Lord, if we just tell it like it is, Hallelujah. somebody might be able to catch this. Lord, don't let us get so high and mighty that we forget. Lord, don't let us forget. You told us to love. You told us to go. Lord, you told us. And we want to be obedient mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord, God. let us Jesus. hear from you. Lord, we want to connect with Jesus. you. We want to hear your voice. But not just hear it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to move. We want to move. And we want you to direct our path. Father God, let us teach. Let us preach. Let us tell a dying world that you yet live. Let us tell them that hell is real. And if they do not accept you, Jesus, that's their faith. Let us not sugarcoat this thing. But let us love them here. Love them in. Father God, I love you. And I trust you. And I'm praying that you hear each and every word in our hearts today, God. And that you put your anointing and put your love and your word and your will be done in each of our lives and direct our path. Lord, I'm asking a special prayer on Tanzia today. Lord, thank you for her platform. Thank you for her voice in the kingdom. Lord, I thank you for kingdom authority, for giving us an opportunity to share further than Tucson. Bless the Lord. Lord, I just thank you today. Lord, I love you, and I trust you with everything, not something, with everything. Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, thank you so much, Reverend Donna, for um, coming on. I want you guys to know this name, and I want you to make sure to go to my Facebook, um, Dancia Jones Morris, um, that page, 
and to see more of her. I will continue to post this so that you can hear. Share this with someone else. Make sure to go to the Facebook page and then like her page um, as well. She has also a book out that you need to read, and I want to make sure that you get in order that. Um, Donna Jackson Walker on Facebook. And so if you go to my page, I will also direct you to her and tag her in there so you can make sure and get her book. You can also follow her and the things God is doing in her life. I'm so happy and ecstatic to have you on. I pray that you will come back again sometime soon, Reverend Donna. Bless you. I love it. I love it. Love it. Thank you for having me. And thank you. I want to end um, this session with a quote just real briefly. And this quote is, again, Martin Luther King, Jr., we thank God for his life. I want to make sure I say this. It's the Reverend Doctor. He's a minister of the gospel. He was a minister of the gospel, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And I want you to know this. This is what he said. He said, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. So if we want to drive out darkness, if we want to drive out hate, we need the light and we need love. L&L. I want to end that with you. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. I'm your host, Dancia Jones-Morris. God bless you and have a good night. Don't forget to share.